welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about Sea of Thieves on Steam, bleeding edge in the game, as well as uh, my thoughts on some of the stuff that's been going on with the Sea of Thieves community. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. Ahoy there, pirates. Uh, first up on today's docket, I actually rebooted this segment because the more I got talking about it, the more I realized I was just kind of rambling and I wanted to kind of cut out a lot of the, the the stupid stuff that I was saying and just cut right to the, the news. So I wanted to talk about Forsaken Shores anniversary event. Uh, currently, there's about three days left as of the, this recording, and I wanted to talk about it because this is going to be the last weekly event that we know of that Rare is going to be introducing into the game. It's really important that these work out. It's really important that people really get into these because doing these is going to show Rare that weekly events are kind of a necessity. Now, they've done a great job with this event specifically. I noticed just the other day that if you go into the game, they've actually started promoting this. Now, you know, when you go to, uh, it's got Adventure or Arena and it's got the Pirate Emporium button and it's got the, the What's New button. This is now being pushed to the front page, the first dot or little, you know, JPEG for the What's New. And it's important that they do this because it's exactly what people need to see. If they see something that's big and flashy and says, hey, there's a timer on this and you can earn gold and cosmetics for it, then people are going to care about it. People are going to notice it. The trouble is, is that in comparison to the rest of that screen, it is minuscule. It is on par with their in-game currency. So you've got these two huge bars about whether you want to go into adventure or arena. Most people already know what they're going to be doing. They don't really need a big button for that. They do need to know what's new in the game. That's one of the biggest things that a lot of people say is, is that stuff doesn't get pushed out to the in-game client well enough for people to understand. So the fact that the weekly event for the Forsaken Shores anniversary is being pushed to the front page of the what's new section is essential people have to know that this is going on and they've been changing it every time there's a new day so each day they've been saying hey go find the fate of fetcher go find the fate of ruby go find the fate of coop and bert and make sure that you understand what the word hepzibah means because it's a person's name and not the nebuchadnezzar like i was just thinking it was a second ago but the thing with the forsaken Shores anniversary. The thing that I love about this is that it is doing something that is controversial. Something that I that they that they have done in the past with other content that has been released via code. So, for example, uh, the 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 Black Sea Dog cosmetics, the Obsidian gear, all of that stuff has been exterior. You've only been able to earn that through participating through events or promotions from outside the game. That isn't something that you earn in the game. Now, with, for example, the Forsaken Shores anniversary, if you go out and you sail to every single island and you actually get on each island, not like not like the OG pirates, not like how we did it back in the day where all we had to do was go out onto the yard arm and as you sailed up to an island and you hit that title card with the name of the island, you got credit. That bug has been fixed. So you actually have to go out onto the islands. But you know what? The, you know, here's a little bit of a thing. Anytime you go out there, just going to let you know right now, every time you go hit an island, let your ship sail. Just ghost it. 
especially if you're if you're solo if you jump in a sloop and you just want to do like the top half one day and the bottom half another day cool just let your ship sail it, it might hit something it's not going to be a big deal your your ship's capable of handling one hole for a while especially if it's just a little a little hole uh and kind of run around that island because there's a chance that you might find a box of wondrous secrets something that when the forsaken shores came out we didn't know it was a thing we didn't know it was a thing until somebody found one or until Carity's found like three of them in one week and then she got you know a ton of gold but that's that's worth a lot of gold that is that's just worth a ton of gold it's worth it it's worth to try and find that now if you find one you're gonna have to turn it in so you're gonna have to go to to morrow's outpost and actually turn that into Captain Morrow, who's just outside the the uh, the charred parrot tavern. Now, with this event, once you go to every single island, you have between April second and April 9th uh, to do this. Now, assume that it's April eighth, because if you live in North America or any other time zone, you're going to have to pay attention to the time zones because this ends on April 9th at four p.m. British Standard Time. I think it's GMT right now. I can't remember. I just know what time it is. I don't know what the time zone is because of the recent change. Anyway, doesn't matter. But if you go out there and you actually do this, you will be getting one of the weapon cosmetics that was a reward for completing the Forsaken Shores uh, event back when we had to do it all, all the time. So this, this is where the controversy comes in because, again, we've talked about this the last couple episodes. If you haven't been paying attention with past anniversaries, this is a sword. This is a, a, a burning sword. It looks like something that was pulled straight from a blacksmith's uh, a forge, and it's really awesome. In fact, it was one of the most it was one of the, it was one of the coolest cosmetics you could get in the game at the time you, you really didn't have a whole lot of choices with swords swords were kind of kind of lackluster you had a couple here and there a lot of people used the uh the the black sea dog one if you pre-ordered uh, a lot of people that got their hands on the sea of thieves limited edition controller got the ferryman code and they got the ferryman sword which i still use to this day it is still the one obsidian edge that i will consistently use i tried uh i tried pen dragon sword for a little bit and it was all right it was fine and i tried this one for a while the uh, the forsaken ashes cutlass i tried that one for a while but to be perfectly honest i i still stick with the ferryman it's kind of like it's kind of like uh i don't know how to really explain it it's kind of like having your favorite controller you know you got like a, a one controller that you you always lean towards it's a, it's the one controller that that never never it gives you up, never lets you down. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, it's, it's the best April Fools you're gonna get. Um, but you get this, you get this with doing the thing, and that's that's the thing that a lot of people have uh, umbrance with. They 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 have a lot of issue with this cosmetic being re-released because a lot of people feel that this is something that could have been changed, it could have been altered or or made different for the pirates that are getting it now. And to that, I say no, because I, I honestly think that pirates that missed out on this event really missed out on a really beautiful experience. And it's, and they, and it's no fault of their own. They might not have, they might have bought the game when it first came out, saw what the content was, were unhappy with it. And by the time they heard Forsaken Shores was, uh, was coming out, they, they had already missed the bandwagon. They had already missed out on it. And that's a shame but it's not necessarily their fault and we shouldn't punish them for missing out on it 
we should want them to have the same experiences that we do. And they may be doing that now. That's, that's the great thing is they may be playing and loving it now. They may be having a great time and having something like this is kind of a cool way to, to kind of reward them. Now, what I will say is that pirates who already have this sword, if they are to complete the Forsaken Shores anniversary, what they could get is a bigger, badder version of this blade. Now that we have all these flaming effects, we have all these kind of cool little uh, flaming uh, skeletons that are out there, you know, the ashen skeletons, you got these little particles and stuff. Now that we have these kind of effects, I would like to see this on the Forsaken Ashes Cutlass version 2.0, you know, like the Cutlass plus two. You know, if you had this, and your your account registered that because it was a reward. It was it was it's a it's an item that can be dated. It has an ID tag on it in the in the client. Anyone that completes this and already has the original blade gets this better version. Gets this cooler actual flaming version of the sword. So that's that's where I think that that we should be looking. A lot of people are like, nah, change it, make it different. They can't get the same one. Let them have the same one, but give everyone that had the original one, a better one. Cause that's what the cool thing was. Like when you were a pirate legend before the first anniversary event, then you got all the cool pirate legend altered stuff. Now, if you made pirate legend after the first anniversary, you just got the regular anniversary stuff, but all the OG pirate legends have something, a variant that the new pirate legends don't have. And that's how they should have gone about doing this weekly event with the rewards. The reason they're doing the rewards like this now, obviously I, I haven't asked anyone, so I don't have a direct answer, but me speaking for myself, what I think they did was create an event that didn't take a whole lot of planning that could be implemented fairly easily without too much fuss in the actual game client. It just required some tracking the information is updated on the website so they can quickly and easily update the website to make sure that information is being transferred and that over time if this works out it will be pushed into the game now like i said this has been something that's already been pushed into the game client in the what's new category actually i can't remember if i said that because that might have been the last time i was recording but if you haven't it's in the it's in the what's new section so i'm really happy about that i'm glad that you can open up the game and the first thing you see is uh what's new and it tells you to go find the different people that's awesome that's exactly how it should be it should be something that is easily presented to the the player population when you get into the game because if you're on xbox you're not going to go to a website to see what's going on with Sea of Thieves, you're going to open the game and play for it, just like how I do with any game that I play on my Switch. There's a whole new section just for the Switch. I rarely go there because most of the stuff that's there is just news and updates. It, do it doesn't tell me like anything that I need to know about playing the game that I'm already playing. So I'm really happy that they're doing this. I really hope that this goes well. I hope that people engage with it and I hope people earn the gold and doubloons and cosmetics from it. And I hope that the future of this brand new element to Sea of Thieves is implemented further and further and iterated upon and given us uh, better rewards for pirates who've been uh, going into it or giving us new rewards for doing it again or finding a way to incentivize OG pirates to helping new pirates get this. 
to teach them, hey, look, there's a part of the game that you didn't know about and it's really cool and we had a good time with it and you missed it, but you know, stick around because you don't want to feel like this the next time something cool happens and new pirates come around and they're like, oh, you you went and battled Flameheart? What was that like? And you're like, oh, man, let me tell you, that was a heck of a time. So this has to be something that comes to the game. This is something that I've been wanting to have come to the game for a very long time. And I couldn't be happier that it's here. I couldn't. It's it's uh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm at peak excitement as far as like weekly events. This has to stay. It has to keep coming. We have to get different iterations and new stuff. We just need to inject it into the game or, 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 or with, with more force or, or exuberance or whatever you want to call it however you want to I, i'm saying this in a really weird way don't take it that way that's don't do it but we need to have these different events and i and i'm really excited but that's that's not all the news that we have today so let's move on to our next topic next up on today's docket let's talk about sea of thieves on steam which to me, sounds absolutely insane. I I knew the Halo collection was coming to PC, and I knew that they were going to be putting it in Steam, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty ballsy. That's a that's a, a Halo. It's 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 Halo. Halo is like the. I mean, you think Microsoft Xbox? You think Halo? That's where you play Halo. How come Halo is on Steam? Well, it turns out apparently Halo is not the only game that is being being brought to stream. Uh, no, Steam. God, that's going to be tough for me to to work out. But anyway, Valve has agreed with Microsoft and Rare to bring Sea of Thieves to Steam. And if I haven't said it enough for it to sink in, I want you to think about that. Because if you're a PC player, this is a big deal. Because sure, like like we have 10 million players across PC and Xbox. But there are a lot more people that play Sea of Thieves on Xboxes because it's included with Game Pass and Xbox Live than PC players who have to figure out that there's a place called the Microsoft Store and it's not Steam, but you can still purchase games from there. And those games are games that Microsoft makes. Well, produces publishes publishes and rare has predominantly been either through the xbox or through the microsoft store which i i'm going to be a hundred percent honest i'm going to air some grievances right now i'm i hate the microsoft store about as much as i hate the xbox companion app and the xbox game bar microsoft is not all that great when it comes to building software for gamers. Uh, like I, I, I don't know what Xbox console life is like. I've heard that there's been a revision to the uh, to the dashboard, which I think is great. I hope Xbox players have a much better experience than I do with with uh, trying to set up Sea of Thieves and make sure that it's updated and how I talk to people because I I do I I predominantly talk to people through Xbox Party Chat even when a majority of the people that I'm playing with are on the PC because that's where a lot of people have shifted over to because of Sea of Thieves. I know a lot of people that have purchased gaming systems uh, or, or PC systems, gaming PCs, gaming PCs. I know a lot of them that have purchased gaming PCs 
purely because of the load time for Sea of Thieves and how it impacts coming back from the Fairy Dam so much, which I still really am not a huge fan of, still not a big fan of that. Uh, but I, I hope that I hope that something will come along in the future that will kind of even the playing fields for people that are playing on the OG Xbox One and people that are playing on the Xbox Series X and people that are playing on uh, PC. I, I hope that there's better parity with that with that load time because that's killer, man. That is absolutely killer. And I feel so bad for people that don't have an SD drive on their console to be able to, to load Sea of Thieves on. But getting back to, to what we're talking about, Sea of Thieves on Steam, what does that mean for the game? Well, it essentially opens up the game to 1 billion users. 1 billion users as of 2019 in April when The Verge did an article on how many unique user accounts there were in 2019. As of April 2019, The Verge wrote an article basically where they were saying that, hey, you know, Steam has uh, 90 million, uh, or no, was it was it 90? I think it was 90 million users on, uh, the, on the service, just normal accounts. Like that's, that's insane. Can just think for a moment, just how, one billion accounts are now going to have access to Sea of Thieves. One billion, which means that even if a fraction of those pick up Sea of Thieves, that just that that boosts just how much user base this game is going to have, and they're going to be able to to play the game. We're going to have so many new pirates to slaughter out there. So many new pirates that have no clue how to play the game that are going to be getting all this treasure for us, so we can go out there and sink them, and then play songs with them, and then escort them back to their ship and show them how the anchor works and why they shouldn't use it. Like it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so awesome, and I love that they're doing this because, for as far as I'm concerned, the the main people that play PC are streamers. And a lot of a lot of people dislike PC players because of the the inequality with that. But it's so nice to have a mix in the game. It's nice that it's going to be crossplay. So it is going to be crossplay between the the Microsoft Store and Steam and Xbox. Uh, everyone's going to be able to play. The only difference is that the player base is going to go up, which is going to help influx uh, a large percentage of money to the studio, a studio that will help justify the continued production of this game. Microsoft has been paying for this game to be continued to be built for a long time. And the the microtransactions, the Pirate Emporium has done wonders as far as building out revenue for that company. But remember how this game was going for almost a year and a half without any kind of additional revenue built into the game? Like it was just the game. The updates were free. You just had to purchase it. You just had to have Game Pass. You could pay for Game Pass and just have it and get access to all the other games on Game Pass. And it's it's crazy now that... So to, to kind of break this down, Sea of Thieves right now on the, the Microsoft Store is selling for $20. Uh, if that stays the same and it goes to Steam, that is like on the edge. $19.99, that's on the edge to purchase a full game a full online game that has optional cosmetic 
in-app purchases like that's that's just at the the impulse buy border right there 25 bucks most people probably wouldn't do it 50 bucks not so much not not for an old game like that but 20 dollars like that's that's like walking to best buy pick up a game like uh like um resident evil 2 right now resident evil 2 right now is 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 20 bucks at like best buy like that's almost impulse buy. So if you launch Sea of Thieves on Steam for $20, you're going to have a lot of people that pick it up and try it. Now, they may not stick with it, but at least they'll have tried it. And at least they'll have given their money to Rare, to Microsoft Studios, to give the the, the company an additional sense of revenue. The thing that this is going to do well for PC players is that it's going to give us access to playtime. Something that is highly coveted by PC play, or highly coveted by Xbox players who get to have that kind of information. Uh, I just found out that I have about 75 hours, give or take 10 hours, on Animal Crossing since release, since March 20th. I don't know how many hours of Sea of Thieves I've played. I know it's in the thousands. I, I know it's in the thousands, but I couldn't tell you. I, I, can't, I can't look that up. But Steam will let me know. Steam will let me know all the stats about uh, how much time I played on it. And it's also going to give me access to uh, gifting it to people easier. It's going to give me access to um, putting credit on Steam and purchasing in-app purchases with it. If there's good deals on Steam uh, credit, it's, it's going to give me the opportunity to use uh, my friends list from Steam or the chat system from Steam. And while this doesn't seem like it's a big deal for for people that have been playing with the, the with with other players is I cannot stand how bad the Xbox companion app is on PC. I was playing with the Keelhalt community this weekend. We had three brigs on one server and another server they managed to get uh, two galleons. Now, the three brigs we had roughly about 10 to 11 people in there at any given time. Uh, most of us all communicating and working together to do a bunch of Thieves Haven Athena runs just to try and help people get to uh, Athena 10. And I managed to get uh, Hunter's Call level 50 out of it just because of all the gems that were getting turned in which was awesome. I had so much fun playing with everyone and it was such a good time. The, the, the problem with it was that whenever one person would leave the group, it, it would crash the entire chat and we'd all lose track of like who was in it, who needs invites, who's playing with us. And we had to keep reinviting people into this party chat. And it was such a broken system. So having another outlet for, for people that play Sea of Thieves through the Steam chat, through uh, the invite system through there, the, the voice system, is going to give players another option if they don't already have a Discord server. Now, thankfully, we have a Discord server, but again, I like to play with a mix of players who don't always have access to Discord. Sure, you can use it on your phone, but that's going to drain your phone, and a lot of modern phones don't even have all of the, 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 the ports to be able to charge and listen to it unless you have Bluetooth headsets or you've got a, a splitter to be able to plug it in and have an audio pass. It's so dumb sometimes how technology is inhibiting something that seems so easy. Why can't we go back to cans and strings? That's all I'm saying. So having it on Steam is going to be huge. Having uh, a billion accounts across the world who are going to have access to this game with, I think I was checking it today. I looked at Steam 
stats today during the time that we're in where more people are playing on Sunday. For the last 24 hours, there were 24 million people concurrently playing video games over the last 24 hours. And I tell you what, a lot of the games that were out there were persistent on world games, games like Call of Duty, games like, uh, or not Call of Duty, um, Counter-Strike, what else did I see, Grand Theft Auto, a lot of multiplayer games were in the top 10 for games that were being played concurrently by the number of users. So, and, and right now Steam has a sale for uh, Microsoft published games, Xbox Studio games. There's a, a publisher sale. Now, a lot of these games aren't going to be big deals for a lot of people who are on Game Pass because we just get them. So it's kind of nice. But if you haven't been playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps, or if you haven't been playing uh, Halo Master Chief Collection on Steam, or you haven't been playing, um, what? Uh, 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 oh, I just blanked on it. State of Decay, State of Decay Juggernaut Edition. If you haven't been playing that, then you can get a deal on some of these games now and actually get a chance to play them through Steam. And Sea of Thieves is going to be on that list real quick. And to kind of celebrate that, they're, I wanted to. I'm hoping that they do something big. I hope that they really go all out with this this uh, second anniversary edition because that's when I think it's coming out. I think it's coming out April 20th, which is the the month after uh, March 20th, which was the actual game release. I think they're doing the the April 20th thing like they did last year with the second anniversary. So I think. I think March, or April 20th, they're going to come out with Sea of Thieves on Steam. Uh, they'll probably do uh, the anniversary edition. It'll probably be uh, $20 like it is in the, the store right now. I'm hoping. Normally, I think it's like 30 because they've, they've had it half off for a long, long time. And I hope that they keep this $20 introductory rate because that is a, that is a, oh, God, that's a good price. Bleeding Edge right now, just released, $30 understandable smaller game still a good good game uh so i mean that's that's always an option i was i was thinking about this and i mean ninja theory's done a great job with it i think a lot of people are enjoying the 4v4 aspect of it because a lot of games recently have been doing the three player thing so i think it's kind of nice to have this uh kind of a team up fighter for 4v4 but with that, most people are playing it through Game Pass and having it on Steam is going to help kind of breed more life into that, get more more participation. And to celebrate the launch kind of ties into the next update with Sea of Thieves in a sense because over the last few days, literally over the last few days, uh, we've had to log into the game because when you log into the game, they now have this multicolored mutinous fist ship set which that in itself i'm I'm just gonna say is a weird name to call it don't call it the mutinous fist ship set that's so hard to say for me i don't know what it is so one of the one of the things that i think i should let everyone know about is hopefully between april 3rd and april 5th uh which is already passed you got a chance to log in every day to get the hull and the sails and the flag uh the samurai uh figurehead which is is in direct reference to the one of the main characters, um, Damon, who is is the leader of th- this rebel gang, who are uh, they they spray paint a lot of stuff, but they're they're the the gang is called the Bleeding Edge. That's kind of where it came from, and Damon, who's this uh, the leader, is kind of represented in this old, very kind of Onimusha style 
samurai, uh, you know, figurehead. That's coming in the future. Uh, seems like they, they rare put out an official tweet. They actually said, hey, this is something that they're still working on. They're still getting the polish on it. Uh, and that it's going to be coming out soon, uh, just not right away. So I'm hoping that they'll do another event where they have it set up so that if you log in between such and such a day and such and such a day, then you'll get the full set because I really dislike this whole login every day because if, if you're busy and you didn't get to log in between uh, the second and the fifth, or, or excuse me, the third and the fifth, that's two days, man. That's like two, two, three days, technically 72 hours to try and log in each day for a different item. Not a huge fan. Like I appreciate that they want me to boot the game up every day uh, and, I'm, and I usually do. But to be perfectly honest, for the sake of cosmetics, it's kind of a drag. It's kind of a, a, a big bummer. I'd rather just be able to log in once sometime between April 3rd and April 5th to be able to get all of it. Because maybe one day I don't have a, a chance to boot up the, the Xbox and log in. Maybe that's not in in the cards for me i work somewhere and i can't get home in time or maybe i do get home in time but it's just after the time people don't have enough time to be able to get this stuff i feel like that's kind of the thing i'm getting at is i'm, I'm kind of tired of the small windows for people to have to log in to get each independent thing I'm getting on a, another ramble about that. I'm sorry. I like weekly events. I'm I'm happy that the reward comes at the end of or at the at the completion of the full thing. Not a huge fan of 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 logging in every single day to get a different piece of of cosmetics. Make it like you did with uh, the Omen set. Make it like how you did with the Halo set. Just let me log in once between a certain window of time and get all of it at once so that I don't have to constantly remember, oh crap, did I, do I have enough time? Did I sleep in? Did I miss it? I, I don't want to have to worry about that rare. Just give me, give me all of it at once for logging in. And also let me know when that figurehead's coming in. Cause I definitely want that. Uh, one thing that I wanted to kind of bring up, I, I almost forgot about this. So with Sea of Thieves on Steam, um, if you are thinking about picking this up, you will have to buy another copy. You will not have to make a new pirate. Uh, this you can do by linking your Xbox Live account to Steam and making sure that that information is is authorized so once you once you connect your xbox live account to the steam uh then you'll have your pirate you'll have all your cosmetics all your gold doubloons all that good jazz you can launch it from steam and still play through the same account that you've had this whole time it won't it won't force you to uh have to make a brand new pirate uh if you have a different email account i suppose you could do this you could create a, a steam account and have a separate sea of thieves account and just have both both games uh, with two different pirates. I don't know until I get a chance to actually try this out. I'm still debating on whether or not I want to pick it up on Steam because, like I said, I wouldn't mind having the uh, the the playtime available. I mean, granted, it would be like you know two years of, of game time that I'll never know how many hours I put into it. But you know, for the next two years, I could definitely find out how many hours I've I've put into the game. And I think that's it as far as the, the Sea of Thieves. Let's see, I covered the Forsaken Shores Alliance. I thought uh, I'd talk about the, the Mutinous Fist ship set, which I hate the name of, um, but I like the cosmetics. It's kind of crazy. 
and uh, Sea of Thieves on Steam. That's pretty much it as far as news goes. We are we're on the cusp of uh, the next month update uh, with everyone working from home. It's kind of unclear how well or, or if we're going to get the next update on the second or third Wednesday. Uh, we, we haven't I'm, I'm waiting to find out this week. I'm thinking next, this week we'll probably be getting a Sea of Thieves news video, hopefully. I don't know, because uh, usually, like, John is at the studio and Joe is at, at the desk. Uh, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how producing videos for this is going to go out. They may just have to capture a lot of footage in-game, cut it all together, and have them do voiceover work over it, but they aren't in the studio. They don't have their microphones. I don't know if, if any of you have been following uh, like IGN lately with all their podcasts. Their podcast quality has has significantly gone down as a result of having to work from home. Now, bear in mind they're in San Francisco with the base internet that they're used to having. They don't have like the gigabits of, of uh, fiber optics from the studio with the perfect studios and the microphones and the, all the level. They haven't been playing like that for a while. So like, obviously there's going to be a, a bit of a difference between what they were doing and what they are, but the same thing applies to rare. So Whatever is going on with the Rare studio, they have been tweeting from home, uh, Rare from home on Twitter, the hashtag. It's been really cool to see a lot of people kind of working from home, sharing their their setups, sharing, sharing their experiences and stuff. And all I can say is thank you to Rare uh, for, for constantly trying to work. I know this is not easy to try and share you know, a 40 gigabyte some game uh, between multiple people across the, 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 the entire area. It's not as easy as just having the server system set up at Rare Studios where you can pull assets at any given time without having to worry about brand bandwidth or a family that wants to watch Onward on Disney Plus since they just got it. And spoiler alert, it's okay. I don't know. I, I liked it. I kind of liked it. It was, it was all right. I'm not going to get into it here, but uh, needless to say, the, the work that they're putting into the game is is ongoing, and I, I don't know how well it's going. I hope that they are able to do it quickly. I hope that everyone's safe and doing well. I know there's there's been some there's been some rough news, uh, and, and it's not, I'm not getting into it. I'm not allowed to get into it. I don't need to get into it, but the point is, is that Rare, if you're listening, if, if you're one of the staff that's that's at Rare and you're at home and you're listening to this podcast, I just want to say I, I I love you guys. I really hope that you're all doing well, that you're staying safe, that you're staying positive, that you're talking with each other, you're staying in communication, that you're keeping up uh, uh, social engagements with each other. I know a lot of you on, on Twitter have still been very, very vocal, and I appreciate seeing that because it's it's worrisome right now. And while I may talk about things I like and I dislike uh, with Sea of Thieves, at the end of the day, I just want you all to have a, a positive work environment, even if it has to be something that's at home. Uh, so if, if we have to wait a little bit longer, if we don't necessarily get this update on the second or third Wednesday of the month, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm fine with that. Give me more time to grind out this Athena stuff. I'm completely okay with, with having this come out on, say, like April 20th. If I get another two weeks of this update, 
if it if if all it does is make sure that you guys have more time to kind of polish and work on the next update because playing through the insiders i know how important uh the development for this update has been and given the circumstances if this lands it's going to be huge it's going to be game changing and i and i can't wait to see the the i can't wait to see the the public reception of this because it's it's going to change so many things about the game that completely go against stuff that you guys have said in the past things that you never thought you'd you'd, you'd do and just like with skeleton ships uh being being a pve or an ai element on the on the horizon and never wanting that i think this is an important update and i'm okay waiting for it knowing that when it does come out it comes out in its best form possible because i think a lot of people are going to enjoy it and if, if anyone from IGN is listening to this, you guys reviewed this game or re-reviewed this game too soon. Uh, I, I really wish you guys had waited for this this next update because the eight that you gave it, I think, is good. It's better than it was, but it deserves more than that. And I think that this update is is going to prove that. So sorry, that was that was a weird tangent, but I just wanted to, to let you guys know that I I this game all I want this game is is just to be in its best form all the time and it sucks when when you're sitting at home and you're used to seeing everyone at work and you're used to hanging out with them and you're used to seeing their pets and going out for walks and spending time in the cafeteria talking about ideas and working out issues and seeing player feedback and 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 having the big screen and show streams and whatnot I'm, I'm I know you guys are used to that and and we'll get back to that point but take care of yourselves until then, please. That's that's all I really want to say. Sorry, this is. I, I didn't want to get this kind of like level like this. I didn't want to get this emotional level when I was talking with another with another community member. But it, it's important that I say this to me at least to let you know that I appreciate what you guys do every single day. Every single day, I do the the content for it. I do gameplay for it i i enjoy it with friends and i bring bring communities together as much as i can but at the end of the day i just want to make sure that the team is happy because if the game if, if you guys aren't happy then it's then we need to change it to where you guys are happy because like the players at the end of the day love or hate it there's other games to play and and we may take breaks and that's fine but Oh, man, you know, I just I want you guys to have a good work environment. And, and I know Craig's doing an amazing job keeping the studio together uh, when everyone's having to work from home. And, and I, I that man, I don't even I don't even know what that man goes through every day. But uh, uh, kudos to him as well as the rest of the team for, for constantly checking in and making sure everyone's OK and working well. And I think I'm going to stop and take a break because I need to go get a drink or something. Next up on today's docket, I did want to talk to you about something that was a creative uh, a community project that came out just recently, Pixel Seas, A Maiden Voyage. Now, this is something that has been being worked on for quite a while. It's out now. It's out as of uh, March 31st, and I think I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week with Rocco, but if you want to play more of an RPG, kind of a, a, a standard, kind of turn-based 
RPG game, I would recommend Pixel Seas as it's created by the community for the community as a tribute to Sea of Thieves. This is from uh, Captain Eridar. He's been working with a lot of different community members, including Captain Falcor, uh, Cat True Walker, so many uh, out there that are just dedicating their their voices, their efforts, their art, their their development uh, uh, knowledge to trying to make Pixel Seas uh, a, a game that everyone could enjoy. Now, obviously, because it's based on Sea of Thieves, uh, but with its own story, they can't monetize it. So if you want to try this out, it is still a work in progress. They are still working on getting player feedback, uh, uh, bug reports, ways that you can test it out and te- uh, see if there's anything that you find that might be messed up. And you get to basically just play like a 2D version of Sea of Thieves. It's awesome. It's it's great that they're able to do this. Um, it's available out for PC right now uh, because it can't be monetized. It's not something that's going to be available as far as I know on consoles. So if you have a, a computer and you want to try this out, I'm going to have a link to uh, the Twitter account as well as a download for the Kingdom of Aeoland and get a chance to jump into this. Uh, it was really fun to do some of the voice work for the character that I did. If you find out who it is, uh, let me know. And well, I know who it is, but if you happen to find out who it is, I'll, I'll let you know if you guessed right or, or not. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's basically it. I'm really, I'm really proud that I got a chance to, to jump into this and, and to help out with it. Uh, we, we really want to make sure that people are getting a chance to, to take a look at it, to see it. I know, uh, Carity streamed it, um, a, a recently and had her, her crew also, uh, Woodrow Jenkins, uh, just recently had a stream of it as well. Uh, a lot of folks are jumping into this just to, to kind of show support for, uh, something that the community came up with. Many of us are, are good doing artwork or streaming the game or crafting props. Uh, this is an actual game. This is something that you can actually play through, do quests, uh, visit islands, do encounter, uh, well, one encounter, and get a chance to kind of have fun with it. You know, uh, let, let Eridar know what you think of it, what you'd like to see. Uh, give him inspiration to want to keep working on it because it is a passion project and he's he's worked a lot on it. And uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't give him a proper shout out for for uh spending as much time being as flexible as possible, having goals and, and making sure to stay on top of, of the production of this, especially when dealing with so many community members that are spread out across the world, because a lot of us are, we've got folks in Canada and UK and Romania and the U S tons of different people working on this all at the same time, uh, trying to make this something that people can have fun with because that's the point of games, especially during these times. So get out there, make sure that you're, you're checking out the, the discord you're talking with Eridar and the rest of the development team, uh, to, to try and make sure that if you find something that needs to get fixed, that you can fix it, uh, or just to let him know what you think about it. Cause it's, it's so awesome that he's spending time doing this. Last up on today's docket, I just wanted to talk about some of the things that I got to do recently on the seas. Uh, again, I earlier I mentioned we had a three-ship uh, alliance on the Keelhauled community. Um, shout out to uh, Captain Crow, who's been working hard to make sure that he can try and get ships on the server and community members to fill the spots. Uh, a lot of uh, people have been going in and working on different voyages, helping other people, and we've had some new folks come into the Discord recently, so I just wanted to welcome 
welcome you all. I hope you have a wonderful time. If you have any questions, just feel free to ask. Everyone's really friendly and uh, knowledgeable about the game and willing to help anyone if you have any questions. Uh, I, I had a really good time with my normal crew on, on the weeks uh, or the weekdays. Yeah, usually when I get home from that, I jump in with them if they've got a spot. But we had an awesome time the other night. We actually got to go out and uh, s steal an entire Fort of the Damned. There was a, uh, a sloop and a, and a galleon over at a Fort of the Damned, and it looked like the sloop was trying to get uh, the alliance. So we were just going to go sink all of them and steal the fort, but we ended up joining the alliance, and uh, recently, we, we or shortly after, helping them out a little bit. And one of the things that we noticed was that they had recently turned their, their galleon towards our galleon. And that was kind of the red flag. That's usually we're pretty, pretty observant when it comes to that sort of thing. So as soon as they did that, we went and turned our galleon to face their galleon as well, too. So each of us had a broadside towards each other. And it wasn't before long before I saw one of the other crew members from the galleon ship go up and start to try and turn our galleon away so that we couldn't have a broadside on them. Now, in my case, or in, in, in my opinion, if you touch the helm and it's not your boat, you get to die. That's the, that's the reward for getting to touch our helm. So I sent him to the ferry shortly after. And right after that, uh, one of the other crew members uh, shot at my crewmate who was on their ship and that's about the time that we started to unload. So we ended up laying into that galleon and sinking them. The sloop took off. They were they were pretty freaked about the whole thing. And, and we ended up uh, stealing the entire treasure. We fended off the galleon another time as they tried to come back and actually kill us. And as we had the, the key, we were looking for the key because uh, the, the Grey Morrow had died, but we, we weren't the ones to actually kill him. As we were searching for that key, I remember I was swimming around the island to check for tuckers and I got to the main dock that's on the front. And as I looked down, I notice there's a key and I'm like, oh, I got the key. And they're like, no, that's not the key. And I'm like, that's not the key. This is just a regular fort key. I'm just going to put this on the boat. And we went, we grabbed uh, all, all the best stuff from the, uh, from the fort of the Dan. We loaded everything up onto the galleon. And we started to sail off. And, uh, you know, when you sail for so long or you have so many voyages that they start to kind of blend, this is one of those moments where the memory gets foggy because one of the nights we were sailing around and we actually took on the entire server essentially at once. There was one sloop that we didn't kill. Uh, that night we we chased a, 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 we were in a brig and we were, we were sailing around and we killed two other brigs and had a galleon with insider sails uh, sail up and put up a decent fight. Uh, after we sank all of them, we went off and um, uh, did some other stuff. I can't remember what we did, but I think we ended up closing out the night, killing the sloop that was on that server, effectively uh, clearing out the entire server. But the one where we had the Fort of the Dam, that was exceptional because we we were sailing around. We managed to get uh, all the Fort of the Dam treasure turned in and as we were sailing up towards uh, Reaper's hideout to turn in the last bit of treasure, uh, one of our crewmates had gone onto the island, turned in what he needed to, shot over to some barrels and started to loot them. And we were going to close out the night uh, as one of our crewmates had actually left. And as he got back to the ship, we saw that there was a another brig that was on the server uh, fighting some fleets 
And we were thinking, okay, well, their flight, it'd be cool if we got that, but we're closing up for the night. So he decides to shoot out of the cannon out into the water. He gets on one of the, the skeleton ships and hides on there until he gets, uh, until they sink the ship. And as he's swimming underneath the crew, who's at the top layer layer of the water, filling up this rowboat full of the fleet uh, treasure. He swims over to their brig. Meanwhile, our galleon is over at North Star Sea Post turning in gems, uh, just so that I could try and get closer to rank 50. And as he gets onto the brigantine, he goes up to the crow's nest and sees that there's someone up there, but they don't notice him. And I don't know how this works out, but they end up taking the rowboat back to the brigantine full of all of the fleet treasure, everything that they had just spent all that time digging up or uh, a gathering up from the, from the sunken fleet raid. And they all go and start raising the anchor. And as they're rank- raising the anchor, he gets on the rowboat, drops the rowboat. They don't notice and then starts to row off with it. And they get about as far as shipwreck Bay before they realize what's happened and find out that the entire rowboat of treasure is now all the way over at Reaper's hideout. And after we found out this, because it was just me and my other buddy turning in gems over at North Star Sea Post, we find out that he had done all this because he'd gone silent for a while. He hadn't been saying anything. And of course, he was sitting next to his wife while he was playing. So he had to be respectful and keep the voice down so he didn't wake her. He then tells us what he did, that he snagged an entire fleet's worth of loot on a rowboat and wants to get picked up. So we immediately come about sail out towards Reaper's hideout and swap rowboats with the empty one that we had in an amazing maneuver as we were slowing down to try and stop. I thought we were going to drop anchor. Meanwhile, we look out and see that the brigantine, sure enough, is coming about and starting to sail towards us. As they were sailing towards us, we had all of their treasure still on the rowboat and we're sailing towards Sanctuary Outpost between the big rocks. And we're trying to work out what our plan of attack is. Bear in mind, this is three of us on a galleon versus three of them on a brig. We've got the advantage in sails, but we don't know if we can outman them and keep our treasure. Sure, we can sink them, but it's going to be a little tricky because there's three of us on a galleon. So we come up with the idea that we're going to pass between the big boulders uh, and try and juke them by dropping the rowboat. So they take off and we're, they're trailing behind us. We shoot through the gap between the rocks and bank hard left in port down towards uh, Galli- or Golden Sands Outpost. I drop the rowboat and start to row around the rock, trying to keep as close to the rock as I can out of sight to try and get them to follow the galleon. Now, this is where the weirdness comes in. I don't know what this crew was thinking, but it was really strange that they decided to go ahead and anchor turn into the rocks that we had just passed and then try and shoot an anchor. Now, I don't know if this was an open crew or not because it seemed like there was no communication because at this point, one of their crew members actually anchor shot towards the rowboat. And I don't know if they didn't see the treasure or they just didn't think that I actually had it because they went after the galleon. Now, everything that we stole was on the the rowboat we had turned everything that we had stolen from the fort of the damned in except for the fort key the fort key was all we had left on that galleon bear in mind it was still decently stocked 
So while my two crewmates are sailing this galleon out to, to who knows where, just trying to draw attention away, they, they suggest that I head over to Sanctuary Outpost. But I go a step further. I decide that I'm going to row out towards Daggertooth Outpost because I want to give them a large sea worth of space to swim or, or to, to sail around in case they want to draw this out for a little bit longer. I get to about Hidden Springs Keep when I see that Kraken Watchtower Fort just went live. And there's a there's a, a plausible place for us to take our fort key and steal the treasure. So I tell them, what do you guys think about taking the fort key near an island with a rowboat and taking a rowboat and the fort key over to Kraken Watchtower and sailing the galleon out into the Red Sea and making those guys think that all of their treasure just went out into the into the red sea and this was this was insane it worked not only did i get the rowboat over to Daggertooth, i parked it in the bay and started to offload everything that was from that fleet and selling it all they get a rowboat on an island and they get the four key and they ditch the galleon and they start rowing the fort or rowing the rowboat out to Kraken watchtower now this is they're, they're down close to where like Cannon Cove is, so it's going to take them a bit, but that's okay because I still have stuff to turn in. And as I finish up, they're heading out towards Kraken Watchtower when we both kind of realize there's another brig, one that we had sunk earlier on in the night over at Kraken Watchtower parked on the north side, shooting themselves onto the island to try and take out this fort. This is insane at this point because now we've got a better idea. It wasn't enough that we just stole a rowboat's worth of fleet loot and turned it in under their noses and sent them chasing a ship into the Red Sea. No, that wasn't good enough. We had to one-up ourselves. So they grabbed two barrels from Hidden Springs Keep along with a fort key, and I kept watch on the ship, kind of scoping out the, the situation and seeing exactly what was going on, and I kept telling them exactly when they would shoot people off. So they came about the island, and they took the rowboat, and they parked it onto the brig that was parked outside Kraken Watchtower. They unloaded the kegs, docked, uh, undocked the rowboat, and blew the ship to smithereens, killed the rest of the pirates, and then rowed over to me on the island. I had cleared out the island of anyone that was there, and we opened up the vault of an active fort and took four of the best things. I grabbed the mega keg just in time to see a galleon wearing mercenary liveries sailing towards the watchtower. And this, at this point, I was like, I'm going to see just how, how crazy this can get. So they took one of the rowboats and started to row to Daggertooth Outpost and tried to actually uh, uh, get all of that stuff turned in. Meanwhile, I'm swimming stealthily out with the mega keg in my hands to go sink this galleon. And I managed to get on the galleon. I sneak past everyone who was on mid deck and top deck trying to get ready for, to take on this fort. They haven't realized that the fort vault door is open and that the best stuff is taken. And we knew the best stuff was taken because they had already checked it over and everything else that was in there was rubbish. So I've got this mega keg in my hands on the bottom deck of this galleon and I'm waiting. I'm listening above because I can hear their footsteps above me and I can hear them loading their pistols and their blunderbusses as they get ready to, to actually go out there. 
And as soon as I think that the last person has jumped off the ship, I drop the mega keg, light it, and run to the to the edge of the other end of the ship. When I get to the mid deck, I see there's one soul there left. And as I look and I stop and I freeze, kind of a deer in the headlights moment, I see the cash in of the fort loot and I die. And the explosion goes off and I can't help but think, I hope that sunk them. But it didn't. That's the crazy thing. So after I had mega kegged this galleon, my crew decided they were going to go back and try and sink these guys again. So they actually rode back to this galleon and proceeded to light their ship on fire to try and sink them. And eventually he got killed. And because our ship had gone into the Red Sea, we didn't have an easy way to get back there. So our ship ended up spawning at Golden Sands Outpost, the original outpost that the the first brig thought that we were actually going to. And we just kind of watched in the distance. We couldn't see the fort and we couldn't see the galleon, but we hoped that somewhere in in the vast space of Sea of Thieves that there was a galleon crew out there extremely confused and very upset because they had just rolled up on a fort where a, a brig was present, no longer was, lost their ship and realized that the best treasure out of a skull fort was completely gone. Now, that night we probably pulled in somewhere close to 60,000 and it was probably about three to four hours worth of work but that was some of the best pirating I had had in a long time. It's been quite a while since we've stealthily took an entire fleet loot, juked the crew that was chasing us, turned it all in in a rowboat, and then kegged another ship at an active fort with another rowboat just to open up the vault without finishing the fort and steal the best stuff after, and then trying to sink a galleon with rowboats after that. It was awesome definitely one of the best experiences i've had and something that i i had to try and remember well enough to to be able to tell the story because it was so much fun and the fact that we managed to get all of it done with just the three of us on a galleon was was so great it was such a good time and i wish our fourth crewmate was there to to be able to partake in it because i know i know if we had had like one more person we could have taken out the galleon for sure and oh man, such a good night. Um, but I wanted to share that. And I wanted to reach out to you because I'm working on a project and I've got a friend who is going to remain nameless until we kind of work out the, the logistics of how it's going to work, if it's going to work at all. But here's the thing. We've got a really good idea and it's going to be a lot of fun and something that we can stream, but we need stories. We need stories like the one I just shared with you. We need really well thought out stories to have for this quote unquote secret project. So if you have a story and you want to share it with us so that we can share it with everyone, let me know, please go into the discord. There's a a secret channel in there now that's just for stories. You can always email me the stories the way most people usually do. You can even, if you want to get ambitious and message me on Twitter and type it all out in a, in a, in a Twitter DM, go for it. There's no character limit there. Dump it on me. I've got my DMS open for that reason, but share your story with me because stories like having a three ship Alliance, um, uh, for the community on one server and a two galleon, 
alliance on another server for the community. Like we're doing so much awesome work right now to, to make sure that people are having an opportunity to uh, play with each other, to have fun, to still maintain some of that, that fun Sea of Thieves alliance uh, uh, joint effort as far as working together with another crew and sinking other ships to, to guard our stuff. Trust me, that three ship alliance, we almost lost all of it at one night. We got complacent and we hadn't seen anyone in a long time. At the end of the night, as we were getting ready to close up shop, a brig sailed in and kegged two of our, our brigs at Thieves Haven. Thankfully, the third one, our my ship, was out a ways. And uh, shout out to to King for managing to, to, to hold off an entire brig crew solo on a burning ship as he managed to kill them long enough to let us uh, sail from Stephen Spoils into the wind, mind you, on a brig to go sink the ship. And then we spent the next 15 minutes hastily grabbing every piece of loot that was on two ships and tossing them into rowboats to try and salvage them. I don't think we lost anything, but man, there was a lot of stuff. There must have been at least a good 60 items over the, over both ships. We saved all of it, but after that it was it was it was hard. <laughs> and this was after we had already had to deal with other stuff. Like we had dragged, um, there was a, a, a solo or no, there was a duo sloop that came after us for a while. And uh, we actually led them into a trap. There was two of our brigs at Thieves Haven working. The third one of us was out at Reapers turning stuff in. And we, we, kited them in to use an MMO uh, reference. We kited them into uh, uh, our, our trash pack where they ended up getting hastily sunk and outgunned uh, as a result. And they came back a couple times, but we still managed to fend them off and keep all of our treasure. It was so much fun because it's, it's not... It's not like a PVE server where everyone's all in it. It's not like one of the, the servers where a lot of people are upset because there's no threat in the seas. We don't have that many ships on a server. We have at most half of the server's capacity, but it's just the fact that we're all together. We're all trying to help each other. And that's part of the community. That's part of taking care of each other, making sure that people that don't have a lot of time are still able to get in there and, and enjoy themselves as they're actually playing. So I can't wait to see who comes to the server next. I can't wait to find out who comes and joins the Discord. Uh, we've already had a couple new people jump into the Discord just today in the last uh, 48 hours. And I'm so happy to see that more and more people are getting into Sea of Thieves, that they're enjoying it as much as I enjoying it and looking forward to future updates, regardless of what happens, regardless of the changes that come and just trying to make sure that more and more people get to play this game. Because at the end of the day, the more people playing the game, the more people there are getting me loot that they want to turn in that I have to take from them because they think that it's theirs. It's not theirs. It's mine. They just don't know that yet. So I, I look forward to more of these nights. I look forward to having more fun with uh, the community and, and, and joining the, the Discord group. Uh, thanks and shout outs uh, to, to all the members of the Keel Hall Discord that uh, I get to play with, uh, even on a, a, a sporadic basis. I love you guys all so much. And I can't wait to see how this next update goes. Because uh, if it comes out, if it goes well, Man, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun because I want to get some, I want to, mm, I can't, can't say it. Can't talk about that. Well, we'll I'll move on. It's fine. 
All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keel Hauled. I hope you enjoyed it. I know this one didn't have anyone uh, joining me this week. I'm hoping to get a couple people lined up for the coming weeks, but a lot of that depends on everyone's schedule, and obviously I don't want to impose upon them something if it's going to be an inconvenience. So I will always reserve the right to do this solo the way I used to do it all the time until the end of the year when we found out that Rare was going to have less news, although Rare still kind of is putting out a lot of news, so it's kind of me taking it and trying to give it to you in time. Uh, it just isn't always the case when it's like something like the mutinous fist ship set, however you say that. Not going to go into it, but if you enjoyed it, feel free to uh, do all the things that... Go out there and like this. If you see it on YouTube, follow it on Spotify, rate it and review it on iTunes. Plenty of other ways that you can actually get to it. I know a lot of people have been finding this on Spotify and I want to thank you because it's it's great. I like Spotify. I use it all the time and having podcasts through there is really nice. I think I still use Overcast for a lot of my podcasting uh, just because of the way that they do the, the speed up uh, and cutting out sounds or, or like dead. Uh, spot so I, I appreciate that um, but I know a lot of people use different apps so if you have a good suggestion feel free to toss it out to me and I'll, I'll try to make sure they get a mention so other than that I think that's going to do it you can always reach me on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash C-A-P-T uh, L-O-G-U-N I think it's L-O-G-U-N I, I actually have a link in the show notes so I never think about what it actually is but you can always reach me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N and uh, you can always send an email in if you've got a story at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com join the discord and with that pirates thank you I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. I'm coming for those cursed cannonballs. <laughs>